What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to the Nice Girls Podcast. I am your host, Benny, and today's episode is a good one. It's a really good one. Um, So I am here with Jess Miller, um, recently became one of my very, very close friends. But she's been through a lot in her life, and she's had loss, she's had success, she's had, I mean, almost anything you can think of, she's probably went through. So Jess, thank you for sitting down with me today, and um, we're going to be talking about quite a lot, um, mixture of some, you know, real stuff and like life and um, some family stuff, and then also um, some toxicity that she got herself into on social media. So Jess, thanks for being here with me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, so first I want to start, I want you to kind of tell everybody listening a little bit about like your story. Where are you from? What do you do for a living? Um, and kind of, so guys, if you don't know, it's not really a big deal, but she is uh, on TikTok and social media. She has like, what, like 200,000 followers yeah, or like something. Thousand, if we're being exact. So she's an influencer, TikToker, and does brand deals and all that stuff. I but that I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But I want to know kind of how'd you get into that? So where are you from? Did you go to school? How'd you get into that? And kind of what has your journey been like till now? Yeah. Um, so I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Do you want me to hold this or no? Yeah. Okay. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, Twinsburg to be exact, which is like 30 minutes outside the city. Um, should I look at you can leave me. Okay. 30 minutes outside the city. Um, and I went to school at Bowling Green State University. I went for marketing um, and like business management. And yeah. And then I got into social media during COVID, during quarantine. I said, What did you start posting? Like, what was it like? Well, I told myself I would never download TikTok, but when I was living in Orlando doing the Disney College program, all my friends were on TikTok, and I'm like, I'm not getting involved. So I just kind of downloaded it because I was bored at home, and I started posting, like, like the dancing trends and stuff. Yeah. Like, I cannot dance, but that's what, that's what was happening back then. Like, that was TikTok. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. It was so cringy because – you know that, you know the song where it's like the, 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 the that yeah. one? I couldn't even move my hips to that song. It's so cringy. But I mean, that's what kind of happened. And I started going live and I just, one day it was 10,000 and then the next day it was 50,000 and it just started going up and it's been very slow and steady, but it landed me to signing with 1am management and I get to do brand deals. I get to hang out with other uh, creators and I've worked with some artists in the, like the music industry. Um, but yeah, before, <laughs> but uh, before I even did full-time social media, I was working in the music industry full-time before, I, like when I first moved here. And then I, like I said, I signed to 1am and I got management and I just have been able to do like full-time social media and did just management reach out to you. Uh, yes. So I saw, well, I saw them, and I was interested in them. So I expressed like my interest to them that I was like interested in doing it. And then they reached out to me multiple times to like set up a meeting and stuff. So it was kind of 50, 50. Um, but yeah, I ended up signing with them right after my dad passed away. Um, okay, hold on. We're going to get into that. Okay. Well, okay. So then I ended up signing to them and then everything took off and then I am getting my real estate license as well. And so, yeah, I'm going to do social media and real estate. Um, so you mentioned you're from Ohio. What is it like going from the Midwest to 
you go to Orlando and then you go to Nashville and you're I feel like we were raised very similar in this in the this the Midwestern culture and it's like now you're going to the CMA awards and you're doing things that your people in your hometown are probably like what in the actual you know um what how is your life like what changes what's different now in your life than before you started doing social media I think it's one of those things where it's like I for example CMA awards like I went this past year and I would always see them on TV and like watch them with my mom growing up and now I'm like oh my god I'm there so it's kind of like a full circle but like I go back home to like my hometown and like people are like oh like you're on TikTok now you're a TikToker and I'm like no I'm just a human being because it's like I really like there's people with millions and millions of followers like I literally have 200,000 followers it's really nothing crazy I'm a normal human being but like going back to a small town it's like Mm -hmm. you stand out and it's it's weird but it's still I'm not anywhere near the point of like being someone else you know what I mean yeah well it's not like you have millions exactly exactly but also like even if I did like I would still be my real authentic self like I think that's the one thing about me that's unique because it's like you get put in like cool situations like I've hung out with some very cool people I've hung out with uh, I have some really cool friends now that I never thought I'd be friends with these people like you know what I mean and it's like who cares like but I think it's very important one thing I've noticed about you is you've you are very grounded still unlike a lot of the people in this industry as we both know you you tend to get a big head on your shoulders and you think you're better and you think you're like you expect people to know who you are but with you like you don't and and I always tell people I would never I would never um give up the way I was raised because I think it truly is who why I am who I am to you know the little things that were planted in us as kids. And I don't know. I just think there's something about being grounded. And one thing I noticed about you is that you still have that when a lot of people have lost that. Yeah. And I think it's just like coming from like the Midwest and like a small town and stuff. It's like it, like I'm not the type of person to even like go out and get all dolled up and stuff. Like, I mean, you saw us getting ready last night. I was like, um, no, like I'm just very, should I keep, okay. I'm just, I'll just wait till you say, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, I'm just very like, not, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm just very, like, I don't like putting a lot of makeup on. I don't like getting all dressed up. Like, once in a blue moon, yes, but like, nothing crazy. I don't know. Like, I don't, like, I'm just very normal. And like, I don't see that ever changing. Yeah. So, you did kind of mention at the beginning, you went through a very devastating loss. Um you lost your father and about over a little over a year ago. How has that affected you in ways that like you didn't think, cause you don't think about you losing your parent. You don't think about like what's going to happen. Um, like how has that affected you? And has it made you change your like perspective on things now that that's happened and kind of just, I don't know. I I'm just curious if, it has really had a huge impact on your life and the way you do things and the way you treat people and the way you approach things and stuff like that. Honestly, I don't know because it's still like, even though it happened in September of 2022, like last year, since it's 2024 now, uh, 
that was like my first full year without my dad. Anytime something little happened, something big happened, he's the first person I would call. If I felt like I needed help, he would fix it for me. Like, and then it's like, yes, I still have my mom, but me and my dad are like this. So it's like, if he needed something, I was there. It was always me and him. So now learning how to navigate life without him and learning that like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It's been hard. Like I, I, I've told you like 2023, I was just in survival mode. Like I didn't in just the recent months, you've kind of got to a point where you're finally like, okay, I'm kind of ready to find faith and like Mm -hmm. discover God a little bit. Like, what's it look like? Like healing journaling. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try. Yeah. So that's also been another thing about it. But it's like, I think when you lose someone, it's like, you don't know what to expect and you don't know what to believe. You don't know what's real, what's not. And I think that's a whole part of having faith because in the end of the day, you don't know what's on the other side. Me and my dad had those conversations all the time, like, cause we knew he was sick and like, he's like, I'm not scared to die. I'm scared of the unknown. And you can believe in God. You cannot believe in God. Everyone believes in their own thing, but it's like, you don't know until it's your time. And I think that's the scary part about life. You know, you don't know what's next. Like people all believe, oh, you go to heaven or you do this. But do you? You don't know that. That's why you have to have faith in things. And like, that's why I think having, like, I struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression and it hit me really, really hard when my dad passed. And there were days where like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I, I was just, I was not myself. Like, like I struggle with the fear of feeling stuck and feeling trapped and like stuff that's out of my control. And that got triggered because I didn't have control over my dad passing. You know what I mean? Like I, it, like I couldn't do anything. And so little things that even like getting on an airplane, <laughs> which we finally did again. Um, like I could cause you can't get off. You know what I mean? Like you're stuck. And it's like, I don't like being put in those situations. And then the more that like I did my research on my anxiety and the things that I thought were like, Oh my God, no one understands. I just learned that I'm not the only one going Girl, through it. You're not the only one. Yeah. But it's like those little things like that. People are like, like, it just seems weird to even talk about. So I would start talking about it on TikTok about mental health and stuff. And people are like, Oh my God, that's exactly how I'm feeling. And I was like, okay, there's days where I just want to vent. And so I'm just going to put it out there. And that, that was like, when I started discovering like my faith again, that one TikTok I, po- I posted, I said, yes. listen, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this book is, but I'm going to just try. And so I've been like reading a little bit of it. Do I understand it? Absolutely not. I still can't get, pe- still can't really get past the whole Mary thing. But, um, and if for those that don't know what we're talking about, I don't know how, what Mary got pregnant if she didn't you know, but like that, I still can't, that's, she can't grasp that God, that the Holy Spirit basically impregnated Mary without having sex. Yes. And I'm the type of person that it's like, I can't move on until I understand something. And that is just kind of something that I'm like, then how do I go to the next like thing? You know what I mean? I don't know. But moral of the story, I think it's like when my anxiety is really bad, it's like, I can turn to like building my faith and like knowing that like just saying like sometimes like if if you want to call it a manifestation if you want to call it a prayer or whatever like I just like will see catch myself like speaking out like to nobody sometimes and 
it working out in a way like in the end of the day it's like everything happens for a reason and it's like I didn't think I was gonna make it through 2023 I didn't like I was like I'm done like I have no reason to be here I have my dad's not here it's been me and my dad my whole life like there's nothing left for me and do I know what's next for me absolutely not but I do know that the fears that I have of even the little things like I'm slowly overcoming them and it's like I have the strength to do that and like whatever like I I was the one like the last couple days of my dad's life I was like if I was like if you can't heal my father on this earth then take him because what quality of life and I does he have here you know and I held that against myself for over a year when it was like it's my fault even though it's not my fault because I asked for that because in the end of the day if you're not having quality of life, then you might as well go on to what's next. Yeah. But I didn't see that at the time, you know? And it, it's just, death is such a weird thing. But in the end of the day, we're all going to the same place anyways. Mm-hmm. He just beat me there. Yeah. So that's a song, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just navigating everything and figuring everything out. But it's it's been hard, but we're here. Um, so kind of back to your career and stuff and, and the life on social media and everything. I love how you're kind of transforming, going from a certain image to like who you truly are. Mm -hmm. You can see it in your TikToks. If I, you scroll back on your old TikToks compared to now, (laughs) you're a lot more authentic and real. And it feels like, I don't know, you're speaking to a larger audience now Mm -hmm. because it's a lot, you know, now a lot of people can understand the little click, you know, click influencer groups. And, um, so you, I don't know how, when you really started like hanging out with the TikTokers and stuff, but what, how do I word this? You were in a very toxic environment. Yes. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about like how to not fight fire with fire, like how to, how to do things, how to take the high road, how to be the better person, even when other people can't see it. Yeah. And um, so kind of give me a rundown of what that environment kind of uh, your experience with it and how that toxicity like really affected you and pushed you and made you want to kind of change your life and step away from these people. So I always said that I would never be a people pleaser. And then my, I was friends with those people for a couple of them, a couple months. And then some of them, I'm still friends with some of them um, for a little over two years now. Um, obviously, the ones I'm still friends with were very, very close and nothing's ever happened. But the ones that I was only friends with for a couple months, like I saw myself turning into a people pleaser. And I didn't realize until I stepped away. Like So focused on social media and so focused on, like, the image. Yes. And it was to the point where it's, like, TikTok was, yes, it turned into, like, a career for me in a way. But, and I'm thankful for the opportunity. But it's, like, I've never been focused on how many likes and views I get and, like, how many followers I have. And there was a point where some of the certain people I was friends with would be, like, oh my God, Jessica, you didn't get 10,000 views on this video. Or, oh my God, you didn't get 15,000 views. Hand on my dad's grave. Like, it, yeah. And I was like, what? And their parents, because parents are very involved in these people's- What? Yeah. Their parents are very involved in a lot of these people's lives. And that's fine. But it's like, my 
mom and dad never got involved in my social media life. No, they, it's your yeah. thing. And they're at one point their parents were sending their children my TikTok saying Jessica didn't go viral in this one or this or that. Like, yeah. And they would bring it up to me and I'm like, I would just get in my head and I'm like, oh my God, okay, so what? Keep going. What are you? Oh. So well, I feel like I need to wait till you're over here. Move her. Get back. Here, go over here. So the parents would start to text their kids and be like, yeah, like, didn't get. Like, it was only one certain person in their family, which whatever, it's, it is what it is. But it's like, why are your parents viewing my TikToks and caring how many views I'm getting? It's so weird. And it's like, but if I was to, when I did go viral. But when I did go viral and they didn't, it was an issue. And I'm like, jealousy. Yeah. And it's like, it's so toxic. And it's like, when I did hit 200,000 followers, they were like pissed that they didn't. And it was always a competition. And I'm like, life, another thing, life is not a freaking competition. But I'm the type of person where it's like, if you're my friend, I celebrate your wins. You celebrate yes. my wins. Is what it's. It's just how it should be. Like you shouldn't be jealous of your friends and like anything. It's like I'm always the type of person that helps everyone. That like if they have questions and I can give them advice, I will. Like I've just never been a jealous person. Mm-hmm. And it's like being around that environment. You have such a larger audience on you because people around you have a larger platform. And it's like it seems all great, but in the end of the day, everyone's using each other. That's so transactional. Yeah, it's like everyone's using each other. They talk shit about each other one day, then they're best friends up each other's asses the next day. And it's like, and it's like people are gonna be thinking I'm referring to a certain group. Like, this is everyone on TikTok. Like, not everyone, but like most people. Like, most people that you see and like, like as a group, that's how they are. And some of those friendships are very authentic and real, but a lot of them are so fake. And it's like, People don't see that because they, they show them what they want to see until you're literally there. And I've been around all of it. And it's like, I left because I couldn't mentally do it anymore. Like, I'm sorry. If there's an issue, you're not going to go on social media and blast me on the internet and then get mad when I defend myself and then you look dumb. Like, take it off the internet. Like, stop having these conversations. And there's things that I did that, weren't I shouldn't have handled things the only way. reason people take things to the internet though is to get attention yes and views yeah but the thing is, is like I'm not I mean I'm not innocent in that I played my fair share role and I look back at it now and I'm like damn Jess you shouldn't have done that but learn from your mistakes so that's what this that's what we like like I always talk about it's not that we've never made any mistakes I've been a mean person before mm-hmm. I have been a like yeah treated people horribly mm-hmm. but you learn from those and you continue to try to be a better person. Yeah, 100%. And the thing is, it's like, they, oh, Ellie wants to be in it. You want to see something? <laughs> but they simply think they do no wrong. And that's the issue. Yeah. If you don't have millions of followers or if you don't have a certain amount of followers or views, then you're getting talked shit about essentially. And it was just so toxic. And I, like I said, I'm still friends with some of the people, but the ones that I truly distanced, distanced myself from, 
I've never, everyone's like, you're going to go back, you're going to go back. Cause I kept forgiving people. I kept letting people back into my life. And it was the same thing over and over and over. And I finally stepped away and I don't regret it. Like I just made that recap video and I told you, I said, Oh my God, thank God those people are in my life anymore. Like it's just been so quiet and non-toxic. And like, it's even hard because it's like, I met some people outside the social media world, like that were friends with some of these people. And like, I still talk to the, those people, but it's like, they'll come to me, they'll talk shit about these certain people and then they'll go be posting with them the next day. And I don't really hang out with these people that are not even involved because it's just this, like you're involved with that person still. So I don't want to be around them. I don't want to, I don't care for them. Like, and they can't see that and that's fine, but don't bring me around. Don't talk to me about your issues with them because I've told you multiple times. Like you saw it firsthand by me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Moral story. I learned to surround myself around people that love me for me, that truly support me, celebrate my wins as I do for them. And it's just been so nice. And it's like, even like in the moment, like, I don't know, like, even like when I didn't want to get on the airplane and come back, oh my God, my phone was blowing up even though I was so bullheaded because I was having an anxiety attack and I was just crying and I was just so scared and it was just like, there everyone was so encouraging. They're like, I want to see you and like all this stuff and it was just like, you felt loved, you know what I mean? If it was them, they'd be like, you are like, you're, uh, I don't want to say that word, but you're, you're, you're a baby. Like you're a baby. You're Ew. like, get over it. Or like if I was having really like, 2023 was hard for me because I was like, a lot of like anxiety and like after father's day it's just like everything goes back to my dad's death but also it's like I had anxiety prior to that so if I'd get triggered I would get yelled at for having anxiety but they were allowed to and so about that yeah like or someone yeah one certain person would be like it's not even that big of a deal yeah move on yeah and I'm like hearing that like that's not what you want to hear and if you can't accept that so what comes with me, then get out of my life. Yeah. And it's on me because I kept letting them in my life. So yeah, moved on from that, learned a lot about myself. But the thing is, I'm also thankful for going through all that because it's like I learned, I had to learn the lesson the hard way because I had friends in my life that are still in my life that were like, Jessica, like you are such a good soul. Like you know not to surround yourself with these people. But like I had to learn that for myself because I want to see the better in everyone. I want to see yeah. the good in everyone. And it's like, I learned from it. I'm so much more happier now. We're still healing, but we're good. But I'm definitely more cautious about who I surround myself by and who I open up to and who I let in my life. And that sucks because it's like some of the people that come in my life, like they mean well and they're good people, but I can't. You're a little jaded. Yeah. I can't be who I was prior because of all the trauma and hurt I went through. But it is what it is. Yeah, so I definitely feel like you've kind of turned over. I think it's just a good um, message for a lot of people because it is possible to leave toxic environments and situations, and it's okay to walk away from friendships that aren't serving you, that aren't... Sorry, I will say when you say that, it's okay to walk away from toxic environments. You should, but being the friend that has a friend that's in those environments and you're trying to encourage them to leave... The longer you stay in that toxic environment, toxic environment, you're going to push away the good people in your life because they're not going to sit around wanting yeah. to wait after wait after wait because it's it's exhausting for them. And I just want to say, like, you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Amen to that. So just be aware of that if you're on the other side of things. Yeah. But I think it definitely shows that 
just watching your journey, how you can bounce back, even in times where you feel like it's the world is ending, like you're not going to get through it just to kind of see where you are now. And I think it'll be cool for people to kind of get to know you better and see this side of you because like you were literally in situations where you're like, I'm not getting through this, like 2023, like I'm not making it. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I do this? You're, you know, out of friendships and your father, like everything. And so I think that your story really just has a great message for anyone, you know, 20s, mid 20s, that just feels like kind of their life is crashing down around them and Mm -hmm. every aspect of their life. It's not just one thing. Um, so you kind of went over like what that taught you and stuff. You kind of like honestly hit all my questions, but I guess what, you know, after going through all of this, what advice would you give anyone? I always like to ask my guests, like if they could give one piece of advice, (laughs) if they could give one piece of advice to the people listening, if they're dealing with any of this, what would that be from what you've went through, what you've learned what would you want people to know to help them equip them? You'll make it through. You will. It might seem like the end of the world, but everyone's dealing with stuff. Just keep going. Listen to the people. <laughs> Listen to the people that truly love you, that you know that truly love you, that have your best interests. Don't push those people away for people that you think you want to be friends with or who just randomly came in your life. Be cautious. In anything that you're going through, like I said, I survived my dad's passing. I survived friendship breakups. I've survived my anxiety and depression again when I ready. I really thought it was it. And just keep going. If you want to rot away in bed all day and be depressed and cry, do it. But don't let yourself stay there for too long. I let myself stay there for way too long, and that's what kind of pushed me back. But um, I'm here. I survived. And if I can go through all that, you can too. So just keep going. Take the little wins and don't don't push too hard. It'll all come together. But don't stay somewhere too long that that's toxic because it's not going to work out in your favor. Yeah. And guys, like you guys, you know, everybody knows that listens that I talk about like taking the high road and being the better person when others can't. And even when, you know, you want to get revenge, not really getting revenge and stuff. Um and I just think that Jess just shows that it is, like I said, it's possible and it's it's so possible to not allow yourself to sink down to their level, sink down to... And silence is better than a reaction. I always say that. Silence is always better because I always say God handles it, so why would we need to talk? Like, why just walk away? Because you don't like, you don't, you don't like not defending yourself. It's a human thing. You want to... You're like, if they're going to say this, then I'm going to go out. I'm going to say what I have to say. It's, it's fair. If they're going to talk about you, you can talk about them. However, silence is better. Yeah. Just stay silent. Stay yeah. unbothered. Um, but yeah, guys, um, kind of going to wrap it up here. Um, Jess, thanks for just kind of chatting with me a little bit and – Thank you guys for listening to the Nice Girls Podcast. Um, you can find us on Apple and Spotify and YouTube, sometimes YouTube. <laughs> um, but you guys will definitely be seeing a lot more of Jess and hearing a lot more from her. So if you guys aren't following her, go follow her, Jess underscore Miller on Instagram and TikTok. Four S's. Four S's <laughs> on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and I love you and I'm very proud of you. I love you. Thanks for having me. 
Of course. <laughs> okay, bye guys. <laughs>